Hey y'all, if you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and Jojo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. Ooh. Ooh, what's popping? What's crack lacking? Do people say that shit anymore? I don't know. I said it. It is what it is. <laughs> they do. I'm sure. Everyone has their own little slang out here. Burr, 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 burr. That's my favorite thing to do. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, I don't really got nothing, so really? holla at me. Throw a dollar at me. Yeah. All right. Well, let's open with a quickie. Ooh, I forgot we do this. Hmm. Hmm. She hmm. forgot. Okay. What do the women you've dated have in common? Me. Hmm. <laughs> Come on. Hmm. Something better. Okay. Um, no. Literally me. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. You can't say that. Why? That's too like. Yeah. Conceited. No, but literally, I did date two girls who ended up together, and all they had in common was me. Oh, you did. Anyway, but... you want a better answer though? I really don't know. You give me one, just, since you're looking at me think. like it's hard. Just think. I'm literally just thinking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume for you. What? I feel like you've only dated Latinas, have you? No. Oh, you did date a white girl. I keep forgetting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I which is funny because for the longest time, I feel like I was always like, "Oh, I need me a Spanish girl. I need me a Spanish girl. Like, I want a Spanish girl so bad. I want like." And when I said that, like, I had dated Spanish girls, but I wanted like a New York Spanish shorty, like up north Spanish shorties. Like, I'm mad. I'm even saying shorty, but whatever. But, like, they're so Hispanic. Sometimes I feel like I'm too Hispanic for you. I feel like you're not. I feel like I am. Why? Because I feel like sometimes, well, the Spanish thing, obviously, like, we struggle with that. Okay. Because I speak Spanish and you don't. And I feel like there's a... But she don't even do it in front of me. Unless she with family, she don't do it in front of me. I really do, though. I really do. Okay. And I mean, like, what's the point of speaking in Spanish by myself? Nah, you can't think like that. So I'm just supposed to speak in Spanish? Yeah, because it's going to come eventually. Oh, okay. I was on TikTok today, and you know what I learned? I don't know why I'm saying it like I learned, but I guess we're so, like, accustomed to our environment mm-hmm. that we don't even... we. And this is why I love to get perspective. We don't even think outside of, like, our norm, you know? So I saw a TikTok where this girl was talking about some, I just learned that there's a such thing as British Latinas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you shit. Haven't, you haven't seen those girls? No, I love them. No, I have not. I have not really? heard. I have not seen. So I, have, when, I, have when, to sh- I have to send it to you because it's so cool. When she when she said that, and I was like, "That's fucking facts," and I and I ended up clicking the hashtags that like British Latinas, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my god, it just yeah. changed the game." It's crazy because they have a British accent and That's then they fire. have a Hispanic accent. That's fire because yeah, I, I feel like when you have a British accent, especially in their their slang and how they speak, mm-hmm. like I feel like their their terminology and like way of speaking and slang is like fire already like it's already like funny as hell Mm -hmm. and i'm just like damn like and then the accent on top of it is fire so it's like yo they have they have an they have a good accent yeah i'm about to say like that's a that's like a a win because like people never listen to americans and be like oh love that accent right so it's like oh you can speak english and spanish all right like it's not cute (laughs) (laughs) 
But when I've gone to Europe and I'm talking to them, they're like, you live in America, but you have this different accent. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I'm Hispanic, like, obviously. But they're like, mm, but yeah, like, but like, what are you? And then it's like, a, they're always trying to guess, obviously, what I am. But I just don't look Puerto Rican and Dominican sometimes. Um, but the reason why I say that sometimes I feel like I'm too Hispanic for you is because, like, I'm so Hispanic sometimes that, like, I don't know American culture. Like, I don't know music sometimes or like r&b music at times or like r&b artists or like movies or like like things that people are like what you've never seen that i'm like never i don't know what you're talking about like <laughs> yeah i've heard of it but i've never sat down and watched it because that's not what they were watching in my house right um so I could be, like, very clueless to things. And, like, right now, obviously, as an adult, I could educate myself on it. But there's some things that I literally have no interest in. Yeah. Like, music, okay. But, like, am I going to learn the lyrics in two days? I no. <laughs> I could vibe to it, but I'm not going to, like, know the fucking lyrics. Yeah. And I feel like that turns that turns people off. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, what can I do? I really don't care. Because I... <laughs> I always say, like, I wasn't born here, bro. Like, I really don't know what you want me to do. Like, it's who I am. Am I supposed to just, like, become this, like, educated person, like, right now, right then and there, if I'm also not interested in it? Like, in the movies and things like that, like, yeah, I could listen to your music and I could get accustomed to it, but I don't know. It's doing the most. It really is doing the most. I mean, if you're not that interested in it, I guess. I don't know. Call me ignorant. Um... But I also feel like it's because, like, there's you meet a lot of Hispanic people and, like, their family speaks English. But, like, my family, they do speak English, but some of them really don't speak English at all or don't understand you. And, like, for the most part, I feel like most of my family speaks speak Spanish. I think it's even more annoying is that because we're in this in this era where you either do speak Spanish or you don't, you're either a part of your culture or you're not. Right. Like, and it's, it's annoying because I feel like it kind of divides up the community a little bit, like the Latin community, mm-hmm. because it's just like, oh, well, you're not Spanish enough. Yeah. And it's like, no, nobody fucking wants to be told they're yeah. not Spanish enough. Like, right. That shit's mad insulting. Even if you read all the books and watch all the movies and, like, listen to the music, is it going to make you Hispanic enough? Like, I don't... Like, maybe you got to live in the fucking place to, like, really... No, yeah. Really be like, damn, like, I feel like I'm part of the culture. Something that you have to literally practice every single day. I don't know if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Especially with the language. Yeah, you have to expose yourself to, like, Mm -hmm. the environment. In a sense of, like, you're getting the repetition. Right. And I feel like the difference between us is, like, you weren't, like, I literally was born in Puerto Rico and then I lived with my grandma in DR. So, like, I have the privilege of, like, being able to, like, obviously live that life. So that's why I know that culture and that's why I speak the language. Mm -hmm. If I didn't, like, my little brother, he, he doesn't go to DRs in the summers. Like, I would go to... When after I lived um, in DR, like then I came to the US, and every summer though I would come to DR or Puerto Rico. Every summer, my mom would send us to DR or Puerto Rico. And obviously, if you're there for two months, like you're gonna lo- know the language, you're gonna know the culture, you're just gonna you're just gonna know it, and like it sticks with you as you grow older. Um, and ev- even uh, until I was like 15, I was going to DR. I mean, I was going to PR every summer to visit my dad. So I feel like I had the privilege to actually be in it, live in it, and now as an adult, obviously it stuck with me. And I feel like you didn't have that because, like, your family is mainly here. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if things were different, of course, you know? Like, your best friend, Fig, like, she's super Puerto Rican. It's because she has has a lot of family over there. She's always traveling over there. So, like, I think that obviously has an impact. Yeah. Yeah, I'm salty. I mean, I got family in Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. but none of, like, my immediate family. So I just think it obviously 
you it was a it's a shitty situation in terms of like I don't know. I don't think I'm not that Hispanic. I think I'm I got a little bit of juice mm-hmm. um between both sides of my family, but I do wish it was like I I, I had more exposure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we went on a t- tangent, but that part. So you didn't answer the question. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't remember what the question was. What are the women you've dated have in common? L- well, I haven't been on a dating sp- like spree like you. So do you want to? No, I don't. <laughs> so, do you want to? Um, they don't have anything in common. Truly, I mean, if I really think hard, I would say bougie, for sure. Like they they definitely like the finer things in life. Like, like different different aesthetic, but bougie to me. Cause like I don't care about name brands, but they love their name brand shit. I was like, okay, girl, do your thing. Okay. I don't got money for that, but okay. Me evil. <laughs> me the fuck evil. And you're not like that at all. Yeah, it's not something that bothered me, but it was just like, yeah, I'm. Not, I don't know if I could afford you. If it look good on me or like I'll just fuck with it and I really want it, I'm going to get it. But I'm not going to pay because just because, oh, it's it's Apple. Right. Or, oh, it's it's Nike. Well, actually, if it's Apple, if it's it's Apple or Android, I don't know. Uh, All right. (laughs) But anyway, that's our quickie, y'all. Like she said, we went on a tangent. Um, But to get into last episode, we talked about... um, the different, you know, sex drives partners have mm-hmm. and the types of uh, sexual desire. So we did put up a poll on Spotify um, where the question was, which sexual desire do you most relate to? And about 57.1% said spontaneous desire. For those of you who don't remember what that means, it, I mean, it's fucking clear as day. Um, it's just sex on the fly, you know, it don't take nothing to get spontaneous girl. Yeah. It don't Uh take nothing to get sexually aroused, a little rubbing and and bumping and you're ready to rock. (laughs) And then 42.9% had, uh, voted for responsive desire and responsive just meant that you needed a little bit more effort to oil you up and get to the, you know, the fun parts. Um, for people who don't follow us on social media, cause I feel like some, I've heard of people who listen to the podcast and they don't just don't have any social media, yeah. go to like your partner's phone or whatever. And just like go to like our recent episodes where we talk, like put these clips and go to the comments just so you can read like people's opinions and thoughts. And like, I like shit, even if I don't agree with it, because cool you're giving your input and then like other people give their input sometimes people like to argue it is what it is i've stopped responding to comments like negative comments really because like i'm not gonna i'm not doing it what's the point what's the point like we already just, talked about uh-huh. it we had our conversation we gave you our juice and opinion yeah we're not gonna fight about it That's right what y'all want to do <laughs> listen the section's open yeah but like i think it's just good to like get other people's per- perspectives and like just look at like the comments i i think they're interesting yeah um but yeah so other thing i wanted to talk about which is like kind of random but i feel like i could tie it into today's episode is with the pulse nightclub um obviously like you weren't born under a rock like um over seven years ago, I think it was in 2016, June 12th, um, there was a really... Damn, I didn't even realize it was that long ago. It was. Um, this guy, I don't even know if I should say his name because I feel like, I don't know, it's just... I don't, sometimes people just give me like... The ick. The ick. Like, you're a terrible person. Um, but this guy, he opened fire in the gay nightclub and he killed 49 people and he wounded over 53 people. Um, and at the time it was the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. Um, the year after that, there was another, um, shooting that was like over that. But now the city of Orlando is moving forward with plans to create a memorial on the property of the Pulse nightclub. Um, and... 
I um, was listening to a podcast because I, you guys know I love to listen to a podcast, but it was kind of like a podcast that um, talked about the shooting and just went into detail about like what happened that night. And I feel like um, I kind of just want to go back in time. So like in 2016, do you remember like this happening and like where were you and like how did you feel? Because at, at this point you were out, right? 2016 yeah I remember I was um a junior in college and it was during pride month um but for me I wasn't out yet and I feel like um I was obviously shocked and I was just like what the fuck is going on like during pride month like why would something like this happen and like my best friend at the time who I'm still obviously best friends with Steve, like, it was really, like, it, it it affected him because he was openly out and he was my best friend. So it was, like, to him, it was personal. And I definitely um understood where he was coming from. And, like, I was definitely there for him to, like, listen and, and listen to him vent and stuff like that. But, like, do you remember that time? Or, like, were you just, like, because I feel like when things like this happen people either like shy away from it because they're just like in such shock or like they're just like I don't even know what to say so I'm just gonna stay quiet or like like what were your thoughts during that time um I think the common thought is like damn could that happen to me Mm -hmm. um regardless of where you're at even it you know it being that it happened in Florida you know Mm -hmm. it's not to say that it couldn't happen here right right um, so I think what it, it just put me into a shy of where it's like, damn, what's the point of even going outside, you know? Right. Um, not that it took away like my sense of pride. I think it more than anything, it's, it like, it's like a, it lights a fire in you, I guess, mm. so to say. Cause you're like, yo, I don't know. I don't. I don't like to talk about situations that I haven't necessarily been in. You can only mm-hmm. think about it and you could think that it's like you would react a certain way. Right. Um, and then it'd be a completely different person in the situation when it actually happens. Um, but all in all, I thought that that was absolutely a fucked up situation. Like mm-hmm. the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know how to really say it, but, um, you know, I go to Woody's often. Mm-hmm. Often, and for those of you who don't know what Woody's is, um, it's a gay nightclub in Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to think like, wow, like so many people come here. There's so many different rooms, two different floors. Right. You know, like there's so much opportunity, and to know that anybody could just come in here and do such a horrible thing like that, you right. know, that feels so much hatred or feel like they have enough power to come in mm-hmm. and take so many lives yeah just because they don't agree with their way of living or Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's beyond crazy to me um so I think more than anything it was just like a all right I need to be aware of my surroundings um you know have keep company around that I know would have my best interest in my and and we'll have one you know one Mm -hmm. another's backs and and say you know essentially be safe yeah um, but I don't really remember mm-hmm. in details, yeah. like, of course, where or what I was doing in that time. I feel like it wasn't as like, um, I feel like I, I truly remember where I was when like nine eleven happened. Like that was like crazy, obviously. Right. But in this case, I, I don't really remember, but, um, I also feel like as someone who wasn't out, but wasn't like secretly dating or like secretly um exploring my sexuality I think it did shy me away from like being gay like I was just kind of like the world really hates gay people like it it is true you're truly not safe I know now you're not safe anywhere you could go to a grocery store it's a fucking problem the movies problem right um but we can't live in fear like that either but um like I like at that point I was like that it's terrible and like I would like to go to like I would go to um pride all the time 
Like, I'll go to Pride just with my friends. Um, and I remember that year, I was like, I'm, I don't even think I should go to Pride. Like, because it was during the, it was in June and Pride in New York was at the end of the month. And I don't think I did go, but I did go the following year because it was kind of like, you said a fire, a fire and you were just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like we, we can't be like cooped up and like not go out because of things like this. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I couldn't link the podcast because it kind of went into detail and like it had interviews of people who were there that night. Um, and they talked about their experience, very traumatizing. It was a very, very long night. Like it wasn't like a shooting prop and everyone's like that. It was like this man was in there for a very long time and he was like on a mission where he was, people were like running to the bathroom and he was going into the bathrooms and like, like shooting multiple times, multiple, multiple times and like just being weird. And like, it was to a point where he was shooting so much that the gun got stuck and then his rifle, not gun, because he, I think he had like two of them. Um, and he was trying to like get it unstuck and it wasn't working for him. So that took away some time. And then they obviously shot him. Um, but yeah, it goes into detail about like his life and like how he was. And he, I don't want to get too much into him cause he's clearly a psycho fucking path, but he was very troubled. Like very, from like the moment that he was in fucking kindergarten, the boy had issues. We got to pay attention to things like that though. Cause like, this is, I feel like there were so many signs and it could have been avoided and people, um, they're happy about like the nightclub memorial, but some people, I was reading and it said that some people felt like they have to go more into like the investigation and they did that. They did do a lot of investigation, but this guy was, um, he should have been on the terrorist watch list and he was removed. And I don't know why they removed him because if he was, he, if he, if he would have stayed on this watch list, he wouldn't have been able to buy everything that he bought that he used that night, like all the, the weapons and things like that. So it's frustrating that you, you hear these things and then you're like, wow, this could have really been avoided. If like, like, I hate that I think like that, but sometimes I'm like, I think about like, okay, so what was security looking like that night? Like, how do you guys let somebody in here that has like all these weapons? And like, when we, even when we go to nightclubs, I'm okay with you checking everything. Like, if you gotta like pat me down, please do your job because I'm not here to witness some, some, some tragedy and have PTSD for the rest of my life. Like, I'm not here for that. Um, but yeah, I think that it ties in with, um, today's podcast episode because we're talking about allyship and I feel like I don't think there's too many people that listen to this podcast that are like considered allies I feel like 99% of people are gay but I have I have read a comment where someone said that they do listen to the podcast and they're straight so I do think that maybe some of them could relate to this um but like basically what you can do during a time where like something like this were to happen, because we know that unfortunately the world is crazy and how you can be there like as an ally, like what you can do, because I feel like sometimes people are silent, but like that's not good to just be silent. Like you sometimes you do have to say something, especially if you have gay friends, like yeah. you, you feel me? Because I feel like if you're silent, it looks like... um uh, you support it or something like that. Like, I don't know. It just looks bad at times. I think we're just in an era right now where people are scared to speak up because mm -hmm. it can get mistaken for any which way. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. uh, you're damned, damned if you do, damned, damned if you, if you don't. don't. Right. right. It's like, I could speak up and then it gets interpreted the wrong way. I could say nothing at all because I, I don't know what is the mm -hmm. proper way or appropriate way for me to speak up and be that ally. Yeah. Um, Where it's like, I can come off you know, disrespectful or condescending right. to you, you know? Right. But like, even like reposting something or like a quote or like something where you're like supporting like that community, like it's not just about LGBTQ people. Like it could be allyship for, you know, Black Lives Matter. Like it's like things that are happening right now that are like important, like with the yeah Palestine and things like that. Like, I'm not too educated on it, so I'm not going to go into that. But, like, we know that there's a lot of crazy things going on right now. Um, 
And obviously it's important to like educate yourself, but I do like to like look into that. I but I've I've tried in the past few weeks and months is like not really like go into that too much just because I feel like my mental health just can't take it. Mm-hmm. It just can't take it. Um but yeah. Let's get into it. So like she said, we want to talk about, you know, alliances and having being that ally, so to say, um, amongst the, you know, LGBTQ plus community. Um, I mean, not everybody has a super positive coming out experience, <laughs> you know? Nope. Um, some are lucky enough to, and even then it's it's not always the easiest. In the mix of our struggle, I feel like we have to worry about not only about what we're feeling and what we're going through and what we're experiencing about ourselves and our sexuality, but we also have to think about how we come out will affect those that surround us. Mm -hmm. The fact that we even have to go through a coming out process of telling those closest to us, like, this is how I identify or whatever, you know, is, is a little extra in a sense of like, oh, well, nobody else has to do that. Like, no, mm-hmm. straight people don't have to do that. They mm-hmm. just get to come out and be like, hey, I got a boyfriend, I got a girlfriend, da 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 right. You know, but we have to go the extra length, right? So we're already in a sh- coming from a stressful place and, like, you know, we we bear a lot of weight is my point. So as an ally, you know, I feel like, you know, you kind of have to know what are the right things to do in the right way to support your friend or your family you know I guess mm-hmm. that's really it yeah um in situations like that you know and provide a, sp- a safe space for those to come to you and and disclose um such important information because at the end of the day it's it's important to them more than anything um when my best friend came out to me I remember I was like doing my hair and he came to my dorm room and he sat on the floor. He was like, I have to tell you something. And I'm over here thinking that like somebody died or like he's sick or something because he just seemed like so down. And I'm like, what's happening? And then like he came out. And at the time it was actually me and the guy that I was dating. So he came out to the both of us. So I remember like asking him like why were you like so like scared and he was like it was mainly because of like your boyfriend at the time so I didn't know how he was gonna act um but we were like super chill about it like it was just like that's fine like you over here scaring us like you sick or something oh my goodness um but we were just like that's cool like now it makes sense as to why, because I was trying to hook him up with this girl. Not nah, it makes sense. If I was trying to hook him up with this girl, and like I was like, damn, like I was really trying to hook you up with this girl, and I was confused as to why you weren't interested. Now the senses were sensing. So to me, I was like, ah, now it clicks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the girl, was... or he just didn't like the girl. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's, you know... that's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So funny. I think the first time that I came out, I came out to my cousin. I was young. I was like 13, 14. And I was like, nah, I got to tell somebody. Because at the time I had, like, it was my first time actually liking a girl. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally identified the feelings that, oh, shit, I think I like her. So... I guess I was really cool at the time. and And I thought it would be... I mean, most of my family members are girls anyway. So I was like, you know, they understand. <laughs> so I told her and I was scared as fuck. But I just remember her being like, girl, that's fine. Like, and I, I don't know, there's no, there at that time, at least when I was younger, there was no like proper way or appropriate way of doing things, of being supportive or like, what are the questions to ask? And, you know, it was just kind of like, you're either going to give me help for what I just told you or you're going to be like cool, calm and collect about it. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, she was kind of just chilling. She was like, you know, well, why do you feel that way? Or like trying to understand it in a sense too. Um, but more than anything, I, I mean, I, I took it as she was pretty supportive. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't freak out on me and was like, I'm going to go tell your mom. She was like, if that's what's going to work for you, then that's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
for those of you, I feel like it's kind of hard though too, because like again, damn if you do, damn if you don't. We have a hard time understanding things because there's so many different ways of interpreting things. So um, to start, what does ally being an ally mean? So before we read, because I did post a story on Instagram asking that same oh, yeah. question, what is being a good ally to you? You want to pull that up so you can mm-hmm. read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just read to you guys the um, some research I got off online. So what does it mean to be an ally? A person who has a genuine, strong concern for the well-being of LGBTQ plus people is a person who supports and accepts LGBTQ plus people and advocates for equal rights and fair treatment. It is a person who confronts challenges that LGBTQ plus people experience and believes that we face these problems in society, such as heterosexism, bi prejudice, trans prejudice, heterosexual privileges. For those of you who don't know what heterosexual privileges are, I'll read it to you right now. <laughs> The everyday privileges straight people have in society, for example, the ability to display affection and attraction and holding hands to the opposite gender in public without fear of judgment. Yeah, and I want to get into something real quick. Like, for the straight girls, if you have a boyfriend and your boyfriend talks shit about, like, the gay community, like, you're not an ally. Because if you were an ally, you wouldn't be dating somebody like that. Or you would tell them about themselves. Like, don't talk about them like that. Like, don't talk negatively about LGBTQ community. Makes me uncomfortable. It's just not right. Like, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel so... Why do you have this hatred? Yeah, and like, what? yeah, why do you also feel comfortable sharing that with me? Yeah. And like, there's a lot of... That happens a lot. And it's like... It's, like, disgusting, and it gives me the ick that, like, some women are dating men who are that, like, homophobic, and they're still, like, whatever. Yeah. It's, like, no. Like, that's, no. Break up with them. Relax, sweetheart. Um, But, yeah, so we asked, we asked, what makes someone a good ally? And this is what you guys said. Some fairly good responses. Yeah um speaking up to other cis straights when there's no queers around a consistent partner standing up for the queer folk without them without them there when homophobic comments are made when you address a homophobic comment in the moment even if it's family um Stand someone who stands up for the community actively, no judgment. Someone who stands up for your rights. If they have discussions about homophobia with other straight people, somebody says celebration, not toleration. Mm, I love that one. Um. Somebody said they simply do not take up space and support and buy me drinks and food. <laughs> someone who stand who will stand up to hate and not stay quiet. Yeah, and we got like a a few more and like some DMs too, and yeah, it's just it, it like it's really just about like standing up for people and like not just like staying quiet when you hear like a homophobic comment. Yeah, I think the whole um, celebration not toleration thing. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I always think about that. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I feel like people there are a lot there are a lot of people that's just like okay that's fine it's your life and then they just tolerate the idea that you're you're a part of the community right that you're gay that you're trans yeah. or whatever and they're like eh. but then turn around like you said and then go be in a group of other straight people and be like yeah I don't I don't know why people are like that yeah and it's just like the fuck like and I think that like that happens a lot with our family I think you have the ones that truly accept you and they're like. Listen, baby girl, it's cool. It's, you know, you love who you love. You can't, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, But then there are certain members that are like, mm, I just tolerate it because, like, you're not my child type shit. You know? Like, it's really not my problem, I guess. Yeah, I've never, never heard of that. I mean, if they say it behind their back, that's on them. My mom used to say it. Like, oh, oh my lord. You know, 
it's not that I like, I don't know. I think she still had her belief at one point. Like she has her belief in like religion still, even though she's not that religious. Um, and people are, you know, they love to give the argument Adam and Eve. And um, I hate I hate it so much. And at one point, which this was like, well, way before I even officially had came out to her, it was just like, a, oh, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, because the example I had was like my, my best friend and her brother, mm-hmm. my uncle's gay. So she's like, well, I love them. That's not going to change who you are. Da, da, da. You know, that's just a sin you have to answer to when your time comes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I accept it, but I tolerate it type shit. Mm-hmm. She's like, just keep that shit behind closed doors. How old were you when she said that? I don't remember the age range, but I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't care. And then um, eventually, I just think it's funny now because it's like, I kiss you in front of her. I say, like, I literally, me and my uncle had the gayest conversation. The the gayest of the gayest Mm -hmm. conversations when we were with her the other day. Mm -hmm. And I was just like... "Mm." Who feels uncomfortable in this conversation now? But she was talking shit. She wasn't. She didn't mm-hmm. say nothing about it. She wasn't like that was weird. Like we was raw talking, mm-hmm. and she was just there, like okay, I don't think I can really relate, but mm-hmm. yeah. she was chilling, and I was just like, all right, I wouldn't have thought that I'd have been that, you know? Yeah, but I feel like parents say these comments, and they and they think that it doesn't affect us, but it does. Low key, it does. I really don't care. I mean, you don't care now, but I feel like back then, definitely it inhibited me uh-huh. from like coming out to her. Yeah, that's why I think I would always be like, "Oh, let me see how she treats them or reacts mm-hmm. in those terms." But then again, that's a, like a uh, well, it's not my kid, so I always used to fear that too. It was like, "Oh, well, I guess when I finally come out, you know, she gonna have to be like, damn, well, I guess it is my kid. So how do yeah. I want to go about it?'" But <laughs> she was pretty cool with it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um. I just think, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. But I love that celebration over toleration for sure. Yeah. How do you feel about like um, straight people who go to like gay clubs to like celebrate like birthdays or like celebrate like bachelorette and all of that stuff? I don't know. Um. Obviously, we're fun. Thank you. I know. Um, but I don't know because I feel like it's usually women, right? Yeah, of course. It's not. Uh-huh. So it's like, are you trying to live out some type of fantasy here, sis, yeah. before you get hitched? Like, what's really good? No, I kind of find it annoying. Um, I don't know. I've never really like, thought that much into it. I have never gone to, like, back in the day where I was, when I wasn't out, I had never gone to a gay club with my all straight friends, like a group of girls. I don't just know for why, fun. but I feel like that's a that's, that's like a normal thing now. Now it is. That's like bec- the thing to do. Yeah, because they feel more comfortable in gay places. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised. It's easy for them to feel comfortable anywhere because they've never had to feel uncomfortable. No, but they feel comfortable because when they go to straight places, guys hit on them and mm-hmm. guys could be very pushy. So I get that aspect of it, but sometimes it's like kind of annoying. I don't know. Because it's like, why are you here? <laughs> why can't we keep our space? No, because I, then, know, I just think No, that... because then we're confused. Because it's like, all right, if someone First hits all, on you. You're not confused. I'm not confused. No, I'm not confused. But like for people who like are go to a gay club, they're looking for somebody. Like they're looking. They're out here searching. They see you. They don't know if you're gay or not. Like they're going to try because you, clearly you're here. Mm-hmm. So clearly you have no, to be gay. I am. If you hit this motherfucker, I'm going to assume why else are you here? You right. Know? Like you got to get, you got to have the expectation to get hit on at some point by by a female in here. Right. So no like I way. just hope that like if they are going and whatever they're celebrating or they're just going because they feel more comfortable that they don't turn people down in like a nasty way. You know, because then it's like, then that's why people get annoyed because like now you being weird because people are hitting on you. Like it should really be a compliment that people no, are hitting on you. I do think like it depends on how you go about the situation. Like, you know that, oh, I'm going to. And that's one of the reasons why guys don't go to gay bars or gay clubs because they know like, oh, they're gonna which, get hit which on. In the, yeah, they're like, oh, you're going to get hit on. Like, I don't want to get hit on by a bunch of dudes. And it's like, what makes you think a dude going to look at you anyway? Right. 
Nah, then they'd be offended, low-key. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I just think it's how you carry yourself in those spaces, too. Right. If you're going to be offended because a female hit on you, like, you're in a, in a gay environment. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to think? I come to a gay club, I'm going to hit on women because I came here for, like, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just think, you know, handle yourself accordingly. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not gay. And then, like, trying to be all aggressive in this situation. Like, you know, we sharing the space. Yeah. But I don't know. It's always, I don't get too deep into it. We don't have that many spaces anyway. Yeah. I don't even think Woody's is a gay bar anymore or a gay club anymore. <sighs> what do you think it is? I don't, I don't know. I think it's just a free for all, literally for all. Nah, it really has because I remember last time we went. It was so many. I don't want to say this, so many men. There was I'm not, this I don't guy who that. wasn't gay. I'm about to say there's so many gay. Anywhere we go, I think where we share a, a space that's all like for all gays, there's always the gay men. I feel like are the the mass, the vast majority. Yeah, no. them motherfuckers go out. Right, but, but what I'm saying. So last time we went, I I think it was the last time. We, um, I had went to the bathroom and in Woody's, it'll be like a gender neutral bathroom. Mm-hmm. So you could go in there and there's like stalls, but like a guy could come out or a girl could come out. Yeah. And I went to the bathroom. I really had to pee, whatever. I'm, I'm not uncomfortable. And like two guys, like a guy had came out and I think a girl came out, whatever, washing my hands. Then the guy starts talking to me, being like super, super nice and friendly, whatever. I'm over here like, oh, he's gay. Like I could have a conversation with him, whatever we're talking <laughs> And then I don't know what he said. Like, he gave me a compliment. And then I said something like, well, you love my girlfriend or something like that. And then we came out and then I, I told you like, oh, this, oh, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, or whatever. And him. he was making conversation. Yeah. And like, he was really cool, but he was saying how he was straight. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you're not sad. You're not sad if you're straight, but whatever. Because I feel like later on, I saw him upstairs and he was chilling with some guy. I don't I just feel like he was like out here like living his best life right and that's fine but it could be so confusing now yes because I don't know maybe he's exploring his sexuality and that's okay do you think but But yeah I was like why like I'm like thinking to myself is this man trying to hit on me like we're at a gay club he he probably thought I was straight he probably thought I was like a straight girl just in here damn that's a bad look (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we do got too many straight girls. <laughs> if you ain't giving none, get out. Oh, say not. Anyway. All right. So we're going to get, I want to give you guys a list of do's and don'ts. Um, There is a bunch of, I would literally, I'm always looking up shit when it comes to our topics because mm-hmm. I want to get, again, as you know, much facts or info that I can that I maybe didn't even know myself. So um, for anybody who's an ally or want to know the best way to be a good ally to your friend or your family members, uh, you can go to the website, which will actually put the links in the description, but just so you know it right here, uh, www.uis.edu. And they have an article on there of do's and don'ts. Um, when like you have a person coming to you and coming out, you ever get offended when somebody like has anybody told you? Oh, like I knew you were, I knew you were gay. They, no, they said they had a feeling, but no. Oh, okay, yeah. I always forget like you ain't been gay that long. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I really be like, oh, and okay. then you're like, oh, well, I only had about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. A few. Mm-hmm. Dudes, listen when he or she or they have to say to what they have to say and let them set the tone of the conversation number two ask appropriate questions number three be honest when you don't understand four is remember the difference between sexual orientation and gender identity five is ask about confidentiality and reassure them of your confidence six is thank them for trusting you seven is treat them the same and eight is introduce them to your lgbtq plus friends and peers don't they correlate with the dues but should they introduce them to their uh, LGBTQ friends and peers i feel like if they don't have a space or people to like relate to uh-huh. it i think it's nice to bring them into the, the group yeah not in a sense of like oh let me put you on to all my gays it's like oh if you ever want to talk and you yeah. need more of this 
I feel like at times people do this thing where they think that just because they have a gay friend and then like all of a sudden now like you came out to them and you're gay that they y'all should date. Yeah. Not every LGBTQ no. person dates each other. Right. And that's weird. Will says that make sure you have their permission to like introduce them to others. But oh, mm-hmm. that's just in a sense of like, oh, yeah. if you need community. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the don'ts. One is rush. don't rush them or fill in the blanks when they're, t- you know, telling you mm-hmm. whatever they're telling you, if they're coming out to you or, you know, let them set the conversation, like I said. Uh, number two is don't ask about the person's sex life. Three is don't use slang or offensive words. Four is don't answer with I'm LGBTQ plus in quotations or well, duh, implying that you suspected it. Um, Five, don't take it personally or assume they have a crush on you. Six is don't bring up political or religion. Don't bring up politics and religion. Offer unsolicited advice or make rash decisions. Number seven is don't try to instantly hook them up with your LGBTQ plus friends or out them to any of them either. Right. Um, And number eight is don't tell them they should go to counseling. Uh, You know, some people think that the A in LGBTQIA means ally. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't. Because then that means that you will be part of the community too. Like... (laughs) I read that somewhere and I was like, wow, you guys are crazy. I think they got it confused with the whole gay straight alliance thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But the LG, the A and LGBTQIA stands for asexual. Mm-hmm. Gotta learn something new every day. <laughs> I got outed all the time, by the way, but whatever. People love to do that. By friends? Yeah. So do you have any do's or don'ts you feel like you want or... Um, would expect from an ally or like in the, in your coming out process? I'm trying to think, but I feel like at work, I f- like, um, it could be weird to talk about like your sexuality, but like, that was one of the first things I brought up and it was kind of like, on purpose but like also by mistake because I'm so used to talking about it um and when I got this job like we had already started the podcast and I think I was talking about you or something and then like I yeah I was sometimes like I say my partner but then at times I'll say she and I feel like you're like outing yourself already but like, I really didn't care because I was like I'm not going into a job where they have a problem with my sexuality. Yeah. Like, it's just not a problem. And I'm not going to, like, hide it and tiptoe around it and things like that. So, like, people know at work. I think, well, one thing about work, it's, like, I'm the only Latina. And I was the only gay person. Now we just got this gay guy. Um, but it's weird at times because you feel a little bit out of it. Like, you feel like an oddball. But nothing... Nothing new. I've always felt like an oddball my whole life. So I guess do's and don'ts. Um, I I don't know. Like, I feel like at work, most people don't talk about, like, their sexuality. But it's a hit or miss as to, like, how people will react to it. Yeah. But you could really find some good friends at work, you know, like, that support you. And I feel like if they obviously follow you on social media, then they have a clue if they've seen anything. Um, and people shouldn't treat you like any other way, especially like in a professional environment, which is yeah. weird. Um, but I don't really have any do's and don'ts. I feel like be, be yourself. For allies, I mean, I don't know if they're listening to this, but I hope, I hope that a few are listening and can take our advice. Listen, you gotta go the extra the extra mile. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we do that every day with trying to be, you know, um, considerate and appropriate and supportive for you know our straight friends. It's like, why not go the extra mile mm-hmm. to understand us? That's true, and and want to be supportive of our 
you know, rights and safety and mm-hmm. the things that matter, you know. Um, but anyway, going into the end of our to close out our episode before we get into the family meeting, our ways to be an ally. Um, stay informed, you know, listen, learn, educate yourself as mm-hmm. we try to do here. Um, you know, have conversations with your friends and ask them what, you know, what is me being an ally look like for you? Or like, what do you expect of me mm-hmm. in that position? You know, to some, these things matter and to others, not that it doesn't matter, but they just have a different way or form of like receiving, you know, a type of support, mm-hmm. you know, um, which when I say that, I mean, in the sense of like politics, you know, there's people who are really into the politics and the rights and things. Mm-hmm. And there's people who just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they it's just so, so hilarious. All that, like, why does being gay have to be even political? Yeah. It's just so like, I can't stand it. But yeah, continue. <laughs> uh, another way is speaking up when offensive things take place. Like she was saying, you know, having a partner that just thinks it's funny or feel comfortable enough to, you know, talk shit about a community or someone you may know that's a part of the community. Um, just telling them that, hey, that's not that's not right. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's not talk about that. Let's not bring that up for conversation. If you don't have nothing nice to say, then don't fucking say it, basically. You know what's funny? Um, so after I came out to my dad in Puerto Rico, my sister was telling me how like my dad would say like homophobic comments, like just like being a typical like Puerto Rican old school type of dad. And she said that now he doesn't say those things because it affects him directly. Mm-hmm. Like now he does does he not get canceled by his daughter. <laughs> Right. Crazy. So, like, my sister would definitely probably say something to him if he does. But I think that that's, like, off the the strength of, like, guys do a lot of things jokingly. Yeah, or they they just love talking, like, like about other men. Yeah, they don't... Right. They just be talking shit and they think, like, it's just funny. Oh, oh, it's funny. So, no one ever speaks up and be like, yo, bro, that wasn't funny, you know? It's hilarious. I mean, like, they'll call... Like, Dominicans will call, like, someone who looks gay, un pájaro, a bird. Don't talk, don't ask me why, but, like, that's her thing. And like, So then who, so then who, who, who's the, uh... Maricón? No. Oh, but yeah, I forgot that, about that. That's another but, one. Um, don't be saying these things now that y'all no, learned it. No, no, now no, that no, y'all no, learned no, it. No, no, no. Uh, pato. Yeah, that's the other thing. They call yeah, that, too. Yeah, I didn't know that. My mom told me that years ago. Puerto Ricans be saying that. Yeah, and I was uh-huh. like... Like what? Like a duck? Yeah, like what? <laughs> and this that was because I no we had sense. that was because we had onesies that had ducks on it. Yeah, it was funny. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And like random, but Dominican men—they're very homophobic. Do you see how they be dressed? Though? I'm about to say that amazes me because the way Do you see how they dress. Yeah, it's, it's the pants be real tight. The pants, they be wearing, like, skinny jeans at this point. Like, All right, well now we're being stereotypical. Come on. Okay. Well, some Dominican men, they they wear very tight clothes. So I feel like for them to call other people pajaros and things like that, it's like, look in the mirror. Hey, that was y'all style. That's how y'all like them. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Another example of ways to be an ally is be honest about your family and friends. Be honest about your family and friends that are a part of the community. Don't hide it to not offend somebody or make someone because you don't want to make someone feel uncomfortable. You know, I'm not saying you need to walk into every room and be like, hey, this is my gay uncle. Um, (laughs) But essentially, like. Just don't you don't have to hide it in a sense of like, oh, you know, no, everyone's strictly dickly in my family or, you know, I I don't know. I feel like I haven't been in those situations, essentially, but I, I feel like I have heard of people, like, not being able to. But what do you think about when people do say, like, this is my gay cousin? I think you're trying to out her. You're trying to put her no, on or something. No, or, like, I feel like sometimes people just, like, that is your characteristic. Being gay? Yeah. 
Do you think? So do you think they're kind of just like forewarning them, like just no? She's no. I think it was kind of like this: the one, this the gay cousin I've told you about before. Okay, type thing. I don't. I I wouldn't take offense to it. No, I mean I wouldn't, but I feel like they're. You could just be like, "Yo, that's the cousin I've been telling you about," and then that's when the friend be like, "The gay one." Oh yeah, I guess. Uh, but uh, then they, I feel like that's like a strong, like I don't know to say that the first, first like um, interaction is weird. Mm. Um, <laughs> another way is to support equal. Why can't I talk? Every time we get into a tangent, I feel like I yeah. just lose your focus. Right. Um, support equality, such as po- policies in schools, workplaces, uh, other places that support LGBTQ plus um, discrimination. Um, know the la- that language matters. I feel like mm-hmm. we've kind of been talking about that, you know, not saying, you know, offensive shit mm-hmm. just because you think that it's funny or it's been the norm to say it you yeah. know at this point it's just being a little bit more considerate you know yeah um like you were saying how your dad would say it and now he doesn't so mm-hmm. now he knows that that language matters yeah my stepdad would never say things like that i love your stepdad yeah, um <laughs> another way is check your privilege and lastly don't assume other sexuality slash identity is based off of what you see very true can't be assuming that just because someone's like a tom girl that they're gay and just because they wear tight jeans <laughs> Dominican man, that they're gay right <laughs> right right um uh, but that's it for our episode y'all let's get into a family meeting yeah all right first question i've been dating and staying with my girlfriend for over a year now last week i caught her having sex with her co-worker a man and he claimed he's her boyfriend She's been coming home drunk, asking me for forgiveness, but I'm still hurting. I still have love for her at the same time. I feel like we are done. How do I deal with this situation? There is no, you feel like you are done, you're done. You're done up. It's over. It's done. Bye. Um, like, how do I what? deal with this situation? What? I don't know. That's a lot. That's heavy. I wonder what she meant. Like, I've been staying with her for a year now. Like, y'all live together? Or, like, you guys were just together for, like, a year. But, like, that means that she lied to you for over a year about a long time. about her having a boyfriend. Like, so it's this, like, do people not before, think that or? STDs are a thing, too? Like, you out here just having sex with people? Cheating? And, like, oh. You know why I think that's double crazy is because, like, you could get pregnant. Oh yeah, you get pregnant. if you get pregnant, that's like earth shattering to come back to a lesbian and be like, "Hey, babe, I'm pregnant." Yeah, it's like, actually, what do you mean? Yeah, like actually, I have a boyfriend, and I'm pregnant now. What do that's you want to do? That's a tragedy. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like that's just like something you deal with. I nah, think she's toxic, and then she coming home drunk. Nah. I think you definitely, it's, it's, I, I can't tell you how you're going to feel. Only you know how you feel. You know what you can tolerate. I don't think any of that is tolerable. Um, I think that is the ultimate offense for a year. You've held this relationship with somebody else and not once did you feel or find the common decency to tell me. Um, and then you call her having sex with her coworker who apparently is her boyfriend. Yeah, it's a like, lot of Like, did you walk parts. into that? Like, damn, I have so many questions. It's just a lot of moving parts. Um, you want you want like, them to DM you or something? How do you not fight them? <laughs> She's crazy, y'all. Don't worry about her. No. Um, but like, that's crazy. So this is why people be worried about coworkers too, because you could have a work wife or like a work husband. People be really saying that. You be saying that once upon a time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Listen, we've all played this is the, recent. We've or all like, played the game, like before. recent. Yeah, I call my mom my work wife. Your mom? I'm being I'm being a smart ass. <laughs> no, I'm talking about. <laughs> like, okay, because she work with her mom now. For people who don't get it, <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm talking about recent, as in like in the past. 
here that you work there? No, I ain't like them motherfuckers like that. What's wrong with you? I'm like, you work with some dingy people, okay? Yeah. Don't be gassing like that. Nah, Nea was my work wife. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right, that's your friend. Um, right. All right, this is not funny. Right. Um, How do you deal with this situation? I mean, this is... This is definitely hard. You need some alone time. You got to cut her off for sure, though. You need to, you know, balance yourself. I don't fucking know, but you need to. I'm stressed for you. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, being cheated on isn't easy, especially catching them in the action and like, yeah, no, this is a terrible situation. But for one, you have to cut off communication with her. Pick you first. I mean, I don't know if you guys are, like, staying together or if she's, like, coming to your house. But, like, I would literally be, like, please leave me alone. I will call a cops. Take some time to yourself. <laughs> figure out what it is that you want. Sort out your feelings, your thoughts. It's going to take a, a long time. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, And there's times where you're going to want to run back to that person because that's what you've had for however long. Um, But, like she said, if you are able to... um you know, really put your foot down and cut ties, cut communications and the necessary things you need for you to get back to you. Um, then that's what needs to happen. Do that. Period. Last question. My wife and I had been married for two years. We were each other's, we were each other's the one that got away. But recently I found out she cheated. She did this a few months before we moved to another state. I left everything behind to support her and her career. She waited a year to tell me what she did. Our relationship wasn't perfect, but this kind of betrayal is beyond heart shattering. Yet deep down, I still want our marriage to work. I feel like she doesn't deserve it after what she did, but how can you walk away from a marriage so easily? This story sounds so familiar, but I know we didn't read it. But... And if we did, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. That's so tragic. Like, you guys moved to another state. You left everything behind to support her and her career. I just feel like... Now what, you guys what, are married. What did your... Yes, it's the ultimate betrayal. And maybe, it, you know, it's absolutely heart shattering. And, and you obviously don't want to experience that. But... What was your relationship prior to knowing that information? Um, were you like, you know, was your relationship together good? What you wanted, where you wanted it to be? Was it healthy, you know, prior to the bomb that just dropped on you, you know? Um, because, you know, I'm saying that in a sense of, you know, what the relationship can be, mm-hmm. you know, with the person aside from the betrayal. So it's like. I feel like if you're a person who can get over that situation, then I think there is a good potential that you could still have that happy or like balanced marriage with that person. And maybe you don't have to leave each other, um, but it's going to take time and space and a sense of forgiveness to like get over that betrayal and like start new. You understand? I don't know. It's definitely not. It's it's a lot easier to say than do, but um, it just all depends on how how much the relationship is really important to you to keep. Yeah, I mean, she said that deep down, she still wants the marriage to work. So I would recommend therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, it could work. People- hard. People stay together after shit like that happens. And sometimes it takes shit like that to make your relationship even better. I hate to fucking say it, but it, you know, now you're both in a state where you put an effort in, like, you're figuring out, like, oh, I guess what led to the fuckery that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying you're at fault for the fuckery that happened. Absolutely not. Um, but I don't know. Therapy could open up a lot of doors and answer a lot of questions I'm, you could essentially have yeah um so yeah i agree um i've been watching this show on prime it's also on showtime called couples therapy and it's actually really good and i feel like you see so many different couples you even see like gay couples and 
I talked about it before, I feel like, but I feel like it kind of gives you an idea of like what therapy would be like. And it, it could be a little bit stressful because you're like, oh my God, like this is crazy. But I think it gets down to like the root of the issue for sure. Um, but therapy, therapy always. If you know um, any good therapists, let me know. <laughs> therapy is expensive. Mm, that's that what part. it is. Anyway, that's it for our episode today, y'all. Um, if you have any questions, any things you want us to get into in terms of future topics, DM us, whatever, or drop it in a comment. We're going to open our Patreon finally on today, November 6th. Oh, shit. It's the day already? Yeah. We're going to have different tiers, but each tier is going to have... Um, a monthly like less chat zoom where we get to talk to you guys you guys get to talk to us um camera on or camera off whatever it is that you feel more comfortable with um and yeah we've been talking about it a lot and we're like let's get into it we have so much things to catch you guys up on and the holidays are coming around and i just feel like it's a good time to be connected to like the gays because i feel like the holidays can be hard yeah so stay tuned if you are interested the link is in our bio and we're gonna be putting out the date of our live zoom on patreon as well so it's coming up soon so please make sure to check it out yeah 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 don't forget to like share comment subscribe deuce deuce mother goose bye